Jack didn't take me to the hospital, though he made it clear that would be on the agenda if first aid wasn't enough. He had his kit in the back with his duffel, but since my arm was adequately bound, he took me to the hotel room where he could work with clean water and decent lighting. The cut was worse than I hoped, but not as bad as Jack feared. He had butterfly bandages in his kit, the small strips that could be used in place for stitches for minor cuts. This didn't quite meet his definition of minor, but the wound had closed and the butterfly bandages did the job. After that, he made me change into my jogging shorts and t-shirt. Then he checked me over, me sitting on the edge of the bed, his hands running down my legs, the adrenaline from the night still pumping, and yes, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy that, even if he was all business. I seemed to be fine. When he noticed my breathing catching as I inhaled, though, he started checking my ribs again. I might have cracked one, I said, but if so, there's nothing that can be done about it. Cracked, okay. Broken, no. If it was broken, I'd have noticed. He ignored me and touched my ribs through my shirt, trying to see which one hurt. It was an imperfect method, and when it failed, he fingered the hem of my t-shirt, making a motion to tug it up. Okay, he asked. I quickly tried to recall which bra I was wearing. Yes, that should be the absolute last thing on my mind, but let's face it, it wasn't. Sadly, the chance that he'd pull up my shirt and catch a glimpse of a really sexy lace number was zero. My collection ranges from new and plain to old and plain. I was just hoping today's was at the newer end of the spectrum. I tugged my shirt up, being careful to keep it below bra level just in case. Jack checked my ribs, the usual poke-does-that-hurt-inhale routine. So we were doing that, with me on the edge of the bed, shirt up, Jack on one knee in front of me, feeling my rib cage, when the half-shut bedroom door swung open and Quinn walked in and stopped dead. Jack tensed in a split-second pause. Then his jaw set, as if to say, I'm not doing anything wrong so I won't act as if I am, and he pressed on one of my ribs again, saying, That one? Nope. Pretty sure it's only the one on the left. I glanced up at Quinn. One cracked rib. Not bad for being thrown from a car. You were thrown, he said, moving into the room now and handing me my phone. What happened? The trunk popped open? No, I popped it open, thank you very much. I was mere seconds from making my daring escape, rolling onto a deserted highway armed only with a knife. But my timing sucks. I popped the trunk just as Jack was firing at the rear tire. I grinned at Jack. I bet that was a shock. Yeah. You? Quinn turned on Jack. You shot out the tire with her in the trunk? He didn't know I was opening it. That doesn't matter. He shot out the goddamn tire with you in the trunk. What the hell were you thinking? You could have killed her. Not in a closed trunk, I said. Yes, I could have gotten the crap knocked out of me, but Jack's car couldn't keep up, and as far as he knew, I was bound and helpless in the trunk. 
The second they got away, they'd have pulled over and shot me. I glanced at Jack. He took a risk, and I'm absolutely fine with it. Well, I'm not, Quinn said to Jack. I don't care if you take idiotic risks yourself, like driving in front of a train, but you don't take them for others. That's not your call. Jack just watched Quinn, his eyes narrowing, a look in them that would have made me shut my mouth. Quinn didn't. You could have killed her with that stupid cowboy stunt, Quinn began. And where were you? Jack said, his voice quiet. What? Where the fuck were you, Quinn? So I didn't have to make that choice. So you could cut Roland off instead. Where were you? He didn't pause for an answer.